Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of PB in Style. This is the number one podcast for think up startups and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing to grow their brand. On today's episode, I am sharing an answer to a question that I've been asked um, recently, given the state of our country and all of the um, the anxiety and fear and shame and frustration that we are feeling as a country um, surrounding the George Floyd um, killing. And I felt like I could do my part on the podcast by speaking from my heart and sharing my experiences and offering some suggestions <clears throat> that uh, maybe you guys can 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 use in your own sort of reflection and and deep dive into who you are and what it is you need to do to be a part of the solution. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. So I kind of want to dive right in. I don't want to take up much of your time, but I do want to tackle a few areas. Of late, I've had more conversations with my white counterparts wanting answers to the question, how can I be a part of the solution for systematic racism? And in this podcast episode, I want to share my answers with not just my white friends, but with any and everyone who cares to listen. There are four areas I'd like to use in my answer, and they are the reality, the reasons, the responsibility, and the rehabilitation. Let's start with the reality. The situation we find ourselves in is a dire one. There's no denying the inequality in our nation. So the only real answer is to deal with the issue we have in front of us. As an African-American woman, I can attest to the racism and discrimination that happens to our community. My children have been called the N-word multiple times. I fear for my husband and brother every day and pray they make it home. And I live in a so-called affluent neighborhood. Though I've had multiple white people ask me how they can be a part of the solution, I've also felt what I call the undercover racism that comes from my white counterparts smiling in my face, but secretly saying racist things and showing discriminating tendencies when there are no minorities in the room. And I know this because oftentimes they tell on themselves after the fact when they're sharing a story with me. The reality is we are where we are and where we have always been. There are a group of people who feel superior and a group being treated as if they're inferior. No matter how equal they actually are, or how many times and areas they've proven their excellence, there seems to be some kind of a fear. There seems to be a cultural anxiety for those who want to cling to the superiority complex they have. But when we get down to the reason, as I stated earlier, there are a group of people who just feel superior and they feel like they need to treat others as inferior. And the question is, where on earth did this air of superiority come from? Well, historically, slave owners would pit their slaves against each other by having lighter skinned slaves in the house and darker skinned slaves outside in the fields. They would prohibit slaves from learning to read or being married. 
even when slavery was abolished, there were slaves in three states, including Texas, where I live, who didn't even find out about the emancipation until June 19th, 1865, which was two and a half years after the original emancipation. To me, that just feels like there's a need for control and a fear of something that needs to be dealt with. When it comes to the responsibility, um, I just feel like now that we have the attention of the entire country and citizens are coming together from all cultures to fight against injustice, it's the responsibility of everyone to stop being so selfish and start having empathy and compassion for one another. To me, it feels like something has finally shifted in the minds of black and brown people, and they've gone from taking what is given to demanding a basic respect. As someone whose business is all about helping individuals and businesses define their personal brand, then leverage it across platforms to attract those they want to attract, it seems that culturally, black and brown people have begun the process of coming into their own. With this in mind, I believe it's the responsibility of everyone to become champions against systematic racism and injustice. Finally, I want to approach the subject of the rehabilitation. By definition, rehabilitation means the process of restoring to a useful and constructive place in society. Our country needs to be rehabilitated. There needs to be a restoration of humanity, kindness, gratitude, empathy, and forgiveness. It is so painful to me to see so many claiming to know Jesus or have a religious belief of some kind that prioritizes love and kindness only to practice it with those who look like them or share those beliefs. As with any rehabilitation, we have to develop a roadmap that ensures we can maintain consistency and intention Right. So my suggestion to those who struggle in this area, I want to kind of share a few steps that maybe we all can take or they can take. The first thing is to take a good look at who you surround yourself with and ask yourself these questions. Is there enough diversity or do I live in a self-made bubble? Determine if your intentions towards others are pure, intentional and empathetic. Reject the tendency to shy away from differences in others. Instead, embrace them, learn from them, appreciate them, and then champion for them. And then lastly, it's important for us to do a daily assessment to make sure we're keeping all of these things on track. It takes practice. It takes us making this a habit and it being born in us and growing out of us. One of my really good friends, Lauren Palmer, who happens to be white, recently did an episode with me here on PBN Style, and she admitted, rather bravely might I add, that she had been convicted and her eyes had been opened to the fact that she couldn't be living a beautiful life because the art of living beautifully required embracing the plethora of color that surrounded her. She has created a great video series for others like her who want to address their current monochromatic circumstances. It's definitely something that you should take a look at and I'll make sure that I put it in the show notes so that you can listen to that podcast as well as grab those links. Well, that does it for me, guys. I hope this helps someone because it really did help me feel like I was participating in a very important conversation. 
As always, I'd love for you to leave your comments below and let me know what you're thinking. The only way to break a cycle is to recognize it and pivot. Won't you pivot with me? Join me again next week for the number one podcast for thinkups, startups, and scale-ups who want to build their business using their personal brand and authenticity. Thanks again for listening. Are you suffering from paralysis by analysis? Has the stress, fear, and overwhelm finally set in from being on the hamster wheel that is comparison? I get it. Distractions, frustrations, and self-doubt can get us and keep us stuck. My one-on-one coaching program helps you tap into your personal brand and then leverage it to increase engagement and conversions through my Be The Brand approach to strategic marketing. Get off the hamster wheel. Book a call with me today. Visit andreapatrick.com forward slash coach. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.